0: Welcome to this edition of The Sword and the Trowel. The Sword and the Trowel is a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. I'm Tom Askell.
1: And I'm Graham Gundon.
0: We're delighted to have you join us again today as we are now in Thanksgiving week 2021. And it's a wonderful opportunity for uh, Christians and all people really to stop and consider the reasons that we have to give praise and thanksgiving to God. We did this in our church on Sunday night, and it was a wonderful wonderful. Wonderful time this gathering of God's people, listening to testimonies of the way God has watched over us, provided for us, answered prayers, uh, sometimes left us with uh, uncertainties about the prayers that we have prayed, but with confidence that He will always do what's right, and just collectively to praise God together. So I had a wonderful time Mm. on Sunday night when we were doing that. Yeah. 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 It was good to uh, also hear from uh, people that have benefited from Founders Ministries and we rejoice at the way that God is using this ministry to encourage and help and challenge folks, not just here locally, but throughout the world. So today we have a special episode scheduled. We're actually going to read some of the uh, mail that we get, the tweets and social media comments that have come our way. Uh, Not all of them kind or encouraging, but all of them uh, we hope will be instructive and some of them are kind of funny. So we want you to enjoy that. But before we do, we want to go over a few things that are coming up. Make sure that you don't miss out on opportunities that we have for our listeners and those who are following founders. So, Graham...
1: Yeah. So this week we have a sale at Founders Press all Thanksgiving week, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, November 24th, and going through till Monday, November 29th. And it's 25% off all Founders Press titles in the Founders online store. Just use the code GIVETHANKS. That's all one word, no spaces and all caps. Also, we have this uh, new Founders Ministries Tumblr available for sale in the online store as well. Um, And... Right now available for pre-order are two new books on missions. One by Chad Vegas and Alex Kochman titled Missions by the Book. Uh, subtitle, How Theology and Missions Walk Together. And then one by E.D. Burns uh, titled, Ancient Gospel, Brave New World, Jesus Still Saves Sinners in Cultures of Shame, Fear, Bondage, and Weakness. So looking forward to both of these titles coming out, and they're available for pre-order.
0: Yeah, these are great books, too. Uh, We have been involved in encouraging the work of the gospel around the world since our inception as a ministry, and it's great to be able to contribute to the body of literature, thinking biblically, thinking theologically about advancing the gospel into unreached uh, people groups and to cultures where uh, the gospel has not taken root at least in recent generations also we've got the founders conference coming up uh, early in January 20 or early in 2022 January Just two 20th. months away right yeah it is and we've got the pre-conference all lined out now. Uh, vody Balkum and Travis Allen will be joining me as we spend some time on the Wednesday evening before the Thursday conference talking about vocation or calling uh, what does it mean to be called by God? and how should we think of vocations or callings specifically in regard to pastoral ministry or church ministry. But beyond that, into Mm -hmm. every area of life, God calls his people to serve him in the world, whether you're a pastor, a housewife, whether you are a a factory worker, a mailman, whatever, as a child of God, you have been called. So we'll be addressing that. You can register for the pre-conference now on our website. The cost is only $25. This is separate from the main conference. So go look at the uh, uh, founders.org website. Look up the pre-conference. You can register there. Space is limited. We're not going to be able to have this at the regular venue where the conference will be held. This will be held at Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida. So uh, look at that. Sign up. We'd love to see you there. Also, we've got a ministry update dinner that will be the first night of the conference, Thursday night, January 20th at six o'clock during the dinner break. This will be an opportunity for you to hear about founders, what's going on in the life of the ministry, what some of our aspirations and future plans are. And you can get that meal and have that time of fellowship by signing up at the website as well for the ministry update dinner. Well, it's interesting to uh, think back over some of the conversations and responses that we've had, not just this podcast, but to Founders Ministries over the course of our history. We used to Uh, published letters to the journal or letters to founders in the founders journal at the back of every issue. Well, since we don't do a print copy of the journal anymore, uh, most of our communication is electronic, though every once in a while we still get a handwritten or hand typed letter delivered to us in regular mail. But it's been interesting to read back through some of the comments we've received over the last few years. And we thought it would be interesting and entertaining to look at some of those comments today and just respond to them. And this is Thanksgiving week. The Lord's told us to be thankful in all things and to thank the Lord for all things, and that includes mean tweets. Mm-hmm. So, Graham, have you had a chance to go over many of these?
1: Yeah, yeah. I looked at some of them, the tweets and the, and the emails, and it is interesting. Um, the Lord says, you know, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Now, we can be persecuted, and it's not for righteousness' sake. That's right, sake. being and, a jerk. Yeah. And so that's, that's not a blessing. But when, you know, when you are doing the Lord's work and, and you receive, you know, some vitriol because of it. And we can look at that as a blessing and give thanks to God
0: because of it. Yeah. Amen. And he, he says in that in Matthew 5, 10 through 12, that we should rejoice and be exceeding glad for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And included in the persecution is when men revile you and utter all manner of evil against you falsely for my namesake. So though we're not claiming anybody's chopping our heads off or cutting our arms off, uh, to be reviled by people when you're trying to stand for truth is a form of persecution persecution that Jesus acknowledges, and he tells us what to do about it. We are mm-hmm. to rejoice. We're not to be uh, striking back. We're not to be become upset or knocked off of our course of action, but rather to recognize, okay, we stand in a long line of faithful people who have suffered this type of thing for the cause of Jesus Christ. And if that's what Christ has for us, so be it. Mm-hmm. We will rejoice together. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start us off with some of the uh, comments that have come our way over the last few years? Yeah,
1: well, you know— I- <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where this one is going, but I did think it was interesting. The, the end of it, it's an email response um, about the, the show. I think you guys did it several months ago, maybe a year ago on the Equality Act. And he says, yeah. quote, I watched your video about the Equality Act. You are all a bunch of hate mongers with blood on your hands, hellbent, destructive, and anti-American. Lost from the religious liberty principles of John Smith. Now you're under a microscope and being judged by the world for your sins. Thou shalt not kill. So that's the the message. And I thought it was interesting because of the ending he says, now you're under a microscope and you're being judged by the world for your sins. And, um, you know, I'd rather be judged by the world for my sins than be judged by God for my sins. That's right. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that's kind of the point, you know, people will see things that you do and they'll call them out of sins and the world will judge you for that. But that's where you want to be. You want to be where the world is judging you for the things that you're doing rather than God
0: judging you for what yeah. you're doing. And it's interesting to see this tactic. It's just uh, gone on steroids. It seems like the last year or two on social media where folks try to gaslight you, you know, they mm-hmm. try to convince you that you're really bad, you're really wrong, you're really crazy. And if you would only listen to them and comply with their agenda, then you might be uh, judged less than those things. And, Basically, if you know God and you fear God, you can listen to those kinds of critiques and say, who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter to me if I'm judged by the world. Uh, I trust the Lord and he will do what's right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a right kind of attitude to have. So interesting, the world judges us, who cares? Yeah, that's right. Here's one, uh, <laughs> this is a, an email we got, and here's the subject title. Your debased views and modern day book burning. And this guy says, twice I've submitted my comments on Samuel Say's horrific and horrifically ugly contribution. Yes, infused with my righteous anger and indignation on that slinging of libelous mud from the gutter whence he drew it. Now, this is Samuel Say's review of Robin DiAngelo's book, White Fragility. Twice I see you've censored it. You have as little shame, but even less fortitude and honor than say, for even the author of that wicked tract saw fit to allow my opposing voice to appear in a comment on his blog. The very same comment you found worthy to chuck into the pile of other ideas you appear to be willing to burn rather than give them a fair hearing. Shameless, bottom feeding, peddlers of hate and fear, the lot of you. I like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's interesting. I mean, Samuel's one of the most gentle, wonderful men you'll ever meet. And, uh, he's a black guy, you know, and he writes Mm -hmm. uh, this review of Robin DiAngelo's book, which is a horrible book. And this fellow is so offended that, uh, he is going to use every adjective that he can find in his thesaurus to uh, render us (laughs) bottom feeders. So, well, so be it. Uh, Here's a, here's a good one. Um, (laughs) he says, is your
1: organization for real? Do the Tom, do the Tom bucks really want to grow their membership or just sadly diminish in their shame? And then he says, I would like to sign up to receive founders' email newsletters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we ought to have a separate category for Tom Buck. You know, we had Tom yes, on the show. Right. And uh, if you know Tom, man, he he tells it like it is. And so he evoked a lot of response. And we do have several. We're probably not going to read all of them. We can't read all of them yeah. that uh, came in response to me, to, to Tom uh, to us about Tom. Here's one. It says, it seems pretty clear to me that Buck, Askell, Bice, Founders, Ministries, and others, including probably you-know-who, which- who, I'm not sure. I who. don't know who <laughs> you really believe that working to end the abuse of image bearers in the church is liberalism and shouldn't be accepted. Um, yeah, we, we we don't want image bearers abused in the church. Just want to go on record, clearing that up. That if um, if you've held that opinion, it's a wrong opinion. On for the record, we're opposed to abusing image bearers. I'm glad that's been said. That's right. Let's see. Here's one that says, Your rhetoric and childishness on this medium has led me to reconsider my church's affiliation with Founders Ministries. Uh, Many years of personal connection to the ministry. I no longer trust your ability to have hard conversations with grace. Well, uh, we try to have hard conversations with grace, but Mm -hmm. we try also not to avoid the hard conversations. And sometimes I, I feel like. The, the choices put before us either have the hard conversation or show grace. Mm-hmm. And so if you enter into and you say things that are not popular, that are hard to hear, people will automatically call you for being unkind yeah. or harsh.
1: Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of these uh, comments, tweets, um, are really kind of directed at that. Well, you know, I've, I've really loved Founders Ministries over the year, but now the, the way that you're saying things it really has turned me off and, and the way that you're going about things you know a lot a lot of the uh, responses to the the trailer for the for the Synodoc back a couple of years ago a lot of responses to the Synodoc itself you know it's just the way that That's you right. guys are talking about things yeah. i don't like
0: it i agree with what you're saying but boy your tone is is wrong and you know we can be wrong in tone i, I mm-hmm. acknowledge that but it's uh it's an easy way to dismiss the substance of the conversation that we're trying to have by simply pointing to tone and then just writing it off mm-hmm. here's one that i find particularly uh, interesting and you know my daughter hannah uh, she does all the technical work and the uh, media work for founders so hannah uh, you're gonna have to be prepared to help us out on this one so just just know that a question coming your way Here's a lady who says, I have stories that aren't mine to tell about the people who run Founders Ministry, but it suffices to say that they are extremely controlling of women and view daughters as property of their fathers. So, Hannah? Hannah? (laughs) my coffee cup's empty girl I mean I've got five daughters and uh, it would be interesting to maybe even just have them on the show sometime and uh, talk about how abused and mistreated they have been as property Mm -hmm. of their father and this woman put this out on a tweet so uh, uh, that's a public uh, denunciation of founders
1: Uh, here's a here's a good one um, from Gomer Pyle (laughs)
0: <laughs> the well, subject line
1: Were you kicked by a direct blow from a small
0: mule Or a glancing blow from a big mule <laughs> A direct blow from a small mule Or a glancing blow from a, a big mule Well that's, uh, that's a, <laughs> I don't know well, Speaking I, of tone My mom's not alive any, uh, anymore Else I could ask her which one it was <laughs> Yeah that's, that's fascinating uh, Let's see Here's another tweet The team at Founders Men has built a reputation, at least online, for being incredibly harsh and biting with their opponents, most of whom are on their own team. This is unbefitting the unity that Christ calls his church to. Well, we don't intend to be harsh and biting. We don't mind being uh, angular and pointed in conversation, and especially with those who are on our team. I mean, I you know I want my friends to deal with me mm-hmm. very honestly, and I want to be uh, I want to deal with everyone graciously. But if you're a friend and you are agreeing with the things that we hold in common most dear, then we ought to be willing to have the conversation where we think there is error mixed in and uh, I want opponents to be corrected as well. I want everyone to come to the knowledge of truth, but friends, uh, friends ought to treat friends more directly without the fear and concern about how um, that will be received. We should give each other the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah. And, and people who are, you know, on your side, I mean, you really got to police those who are on your side more diligently than you would people who aren't on your side. You know, Back in the old days, in the gentlemanly uh, war times of the 18th century, the, when the European powers would go to war with one another, Uh, They would intentionally not try to kill one another's officers because Mm -hmm. they knew that the officers would be able to control the rank and file soldiers because they wanted the enemy side to be able to to police their men and they wanted to be able to police their men themselves. And so I think that, you know, for those who are on our side and who are in error and when when we're in error and those who are on our side criticize us, you know, we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to do that graciously and then also be able to take that with grace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Here's another uh, tweet from a lady and she puts up a picture from, I guess, a children's Bible app. She said, this picture of the Pharisees from my kid's Bible app <laughs> is what I see in my head every time I read something from Founders Ministries. <laughs> the concept of whitewashed tombs is so vividly on display now. Um I wish I could show you this uh, picture of these consternated Pharisees. It does kind <laughs> look a little bit like you, Tom. I don't know. None. All of them have full beards. I don't have a full you beard. Can grow the only one that has a full beard on this podcast is you. So yeah. uh, I think they're probably talking about you far more than me.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we got this one from from Twitter. Founders Men, would you please dissolve your organization for the good of the church and the world? <laughs> what do you think, Tom?
0: No, uh, we won't do that. Um you know this it's interesting that people i mean i'm glad people feel free to say whatever's on their minds Mm. but uh i assume that they who make those kinds of requests or demands understand that they would fall on deaf ears yeah so here's one uh twitter from john piper's seashell collection interesting i didn't that's an interesting twitter handle Based on the trailer for the Founders Ministry Synodoc, three to four minutes of my life I'll never get back, by the way, it's pretty clear that these people would have absolutely opposed the civil rights movement as a slippery slope to theological liberalism. You know, what powers of discernment? Yeah. <laughs>
1: three or four minutes and they could see what we would do if we had a time machine. That's right. You know, uh,
0: it's Sometimes I don't think people realize um, – the commentary they're making about themselves in their efforts to try to be clever mm-hmm. in dismissing others, and especially with that three or four-minute um, trailer from the the Synodoc, by what standard? Yeah, what do you think about
1: that whole slippery slope <coughs> argument? You know, whenever anyone makes a a slippery, slippery slope type of argument, it's always criticized. It's like you yeah. don't, yeah, you don't know what the future could bring. You don't know what this type of behavior could lead to, so you can't make this argument. Yeah,
0: well, uh, I think it's been demonstrated uh, enough that we ought to be very careful about it. And, and I, I think back to a Burgerfell when a Burgerfell. Decision was issued the next day, less than twenty-four hours. There was an argument that was published for uh, by is it Lambda? Is that the organization of boy man love? You know, we ought to be uh, we ought to be friendly toward pedophilia because Mm -hmm. uh, this is the same uh, foundation. Well, yeah, yeah, slippery slope. I mean, there it is. Abortion. You look at what happened. We uh, legalized abortion with Roe v. Wade, and the coarseness that has taken place over those last many decades. Of uh, concerns for human life, mm-hmm. and I remember Francis Schaefer and at the time the Surgeon General Everett Coop arguing that uh, lack of regard for human life at the beginning will lead to lack of regard for human life at the end mm-hmm. and in between, and euthanasia will be coming. They were dismissed as, you know, yeah. oh, you guys, yeah. you know, you're just slippery slope argument, uh, and yet here we are. Yeah, we have legalized euthanasia.
1: Today. Yeah, you know, I even think of just the short history of when founders ministries first started to address some of the social justice issues uh, that began to crop up within evangelicalism. And a lot of people accused founders of kind of making that slippery slope argument. Oh, well, you know, maybe they're not saying the right things about social justice, but you can't then claim that they're going to go off the rails. But I mean, you've seen so many evangelical leaders just go off the rails when it comes to this social justice stuff. I mean, you know, I don't remember who said it. You know, history doesn't doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes in any study of history. I mean, you begin to see the trajectory on which these ideas are are headed. Um, and so I think we have to be wise about where we see things going. We can't just be foolish and stick our heads in the sand.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you think back a year ago uh, in the covid a fiasco and everybody's trying to, you know, <laughs> what are we
1: on day 627 of 15 yeah, days of the the slow days. spread? <laughs> that's
0: right. And you know, the, you won't be able to travel without a certain documentation and everybody, oh, you're crazy. You're yeah. That'll rest. never happen. You know, you won't be able to work. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. I mean, here we are, here yeah. we are. It would be fascinating. Somebody ought to do this. Probably have <clears throat> go back and look at all the things that were dismissed as slippery slope arguments, mm-hmm. conspiracy theories that today, less than two years later have proven true. Yeah. Yeah. So what's well,
1: yeah. what's the whole thing, you know? Well, Oh, your, your concerns, that, that, that'll never come to fruition. Well, the concerns come to fruition. Well, it's too late to do anything about it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Well, here's one. Uh, we published an article a while back. I think it was maybe a year, two years ago by Summer Yeager. And it was entitled The Lies of Feminism. And it's a great article. If you've not read it, you ought to get on founders.org and look it up and read The Lies of Feminism. And someone sends that article back to us and said, I signed up for updates about your movie, not stupid... Um, Bull scubalon as this, you irreve- irrelevant pieces of scubalon. <laughs> we don't have a beeper, so I'm just kind of using Greek words there in place of the uh, the words the author used. The world does not need you; it never did. Well. That last part's true. The world doesn't need us. The world never did. Uh, but Summer Jaeger's article on the lies of feminism is gold. And you ought to read it. Well, I find it really interesting that this person
1: despises us so much and hates this article from Summer. Summer, who's in the in the by what standard film. That's right. right? Yeah. And this person who wrote this email says, I signed up for updates about your movie. And then just goes off on this tirade about Howard, <laughs> you know, pieces of scuba loan.
0: yeah yeah uh, here's one by uh i think a former professor maybe at missouri state university he says uh, this is not incidental this was after the horrific tragedy of those murders that took place in atlanta at the uh, uh massage parlors i think it was he says this is not incidental this is by robert p jones this is a, a tweet a public comment atlanta murder suspect sbc's The Atlanta Murder Suspects SBC Church belongs to Founders Ministries Group that claims, quote, white fragility is pro-racism, again, referring to uh, Samuel Say's article, and calls critical race theory, quote, godless and materialistic ideologies, I'll own that quote, and equates women preaching with abuse. And I would say that that's true, too. If you let a woman or put a woman in a position God never intended her to be in, that Mm -hmm. you're not serving her well. So here's this uh, esteemed Dr. Jones saying, trying to tie in this horrific murder in Atlanta to Founders Ministries which you know he's not the only one to do that kind of thing we've seen these type of tactics even from uh, supposed evangelical leaders saying, well, this is, church is affiliated with Founders Ministries, and so mm-hmm. look at what Founders produces, which is just uh
1: Yeah, because we train all their ministers, <laughs> they send all their elders to us. To, yeah,
0: That's right, and the guy, I don't know if it, maybe he was a member of a church that was on the Founders website as a, you know, a, a church that, it, that agrees in part, at least with the doctrine of Founders. So uh, it's interesting that Samuel Say actually responded publicly to robert jones's tweet he says sir i'm the author of the white fragility article are you really trying to say that my hatred for racism played a role in the massacre yeah well (laughs) he didn't get a response to that and i'm not surprised that he didn't uh here's one i like this
1: one um from scott coley on twitter I don't know who is Scott.
0: Oh, well, you you don't need to know. know, Okay.
1: It says the men at uh, Baptist Network and Founders (laughs) Ministries are not promoting the inerrancy of Scripture. They are, in fact, promoting the inerrancy of their cultural preferences, which are in many ways antithetical to Scripture's actual teaching. It is impossible to overstate this point.
0: Inerrancy of their cultural preferences.
1: What are your cultural preferences? Um I, I prefer that
0: my culture reflects what Scripture teaches. Yeah, I, I prefer that my coffee be hot and my ice cream be cold. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, that's inerrant. I want everyone to acknowledge the inerrancy <laughs> of my cultural preferences there. Uh, yeah, these guys, sometimes I think a, a guy like Scott just wants to be regarded as profound so badly, You know, wants people to esteem him as something that uh, they, they try to think up these clever ways of saying things that really— are just word salads. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? I mean,
0: what does this? What does this mean? Promoting their iner- the inerrancy of their cultural preferences. Yeah, Twitter is a silly place. It's a cesspool.
1: It is. It is. <laughs> you want to? I mean, and I I see it. You know, I've, I, whenever I open up Twitter, I think my blood pressure rises, and I just turn <laughs> into an angry person, and you want to say all sorts of angry things. But then you you know, I think there really is that drive to be you know, you want more followers. You want people to like your posts. You want people to be listening to what you say. So you just say things, word salads, trying to criticize one side or the other, just so you get people to like you. And then you think that, oh
0: yeah, I'm, I'm something. You yeah. know, people are
1: listening to what I have to say.
0: You know how I treat Twitter and really all social media is I treat it as a one-way communication vehicle. And so I don't feel compelled to answer anybody to respond to things. In fact, I don't even read um, most of the stuff that happens on Twitter that relates to me. People send me screenshots. And it's funny, like, are you, did you hear what this guy said about you? Or are you going to respond to this? And and I oftentimes, you know, I, I've been oblivious to it. And there are times when I'll engage, but it's very rare that I do. And so folks try to bully you mm-hmm. on tri- Twitter. You know, you're not a man if you don't promote this film. You know, you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not really loving Jesus if you don't defend this person. And, <laughs> You know, they, really? I mean, you're not judge of me, and I don't care uh, what you think. So it, it's it's fascinating. So, you know, why be on social media? Well, it, it is where people are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we who have the truth of the gospel, who have the uh, the revelation of God in Scripture, we ought to be willing to communicate that, and we ought to be willing to stand for truth. And it is a way to communicate. And so, you know, I'm on there. and But, I man, I can tell you this. I don't live on Twitter, and Twitter's not my world. And mm-hmm. I don't take my cues from Twitter, and I don't regard uh, how I should spend my time or uh, what I should spend my energies on uh, as being bound to what the Twitter mob may think. And I don't care if it's Twitter mob on the right or on the left. Mm-hmm. Indifferent. It just really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, I want to be useful, want to be helpful, but, man, you can say anything you want to about me on Twitter, and just be assured it's water on a duck's back.
1: Yeah. It is amazing what the, what the Lord's done in... Um, telling us that we can be grateful and we can rejoice in unfounded criticism and persecution and all those things. It's just a way in which he can bring glory and honor to himself through the wicked actions of men, which he does yeah. so often, which he does all the time. That when somebody persecutes you for doing something righteous, that 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 seed sown in bad faith can sprout into something in which you give glory to God Yeah,
0: for. amen. Amen, because that is what Jesus... Experience And he told us, you know, if they did this when the uh, uh, wood is green, what are they going to do when it's dry? And, you know, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be blown away by this. Peter says, don't think it's strange when some fiery trial comes upon you. And yet we always do. You know, why this? Why me? So let me read what you referred to at the outset when we started talking here, Jesus, from the Sermon on the Mount. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall it be its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all that are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So he's telling us there that we have a responsibility with the gospel to have an impact on the world. We're to be like salt in a rotting world. We're to be to preservative. We're to be like light in a dark world. We're to, to shed truth and to point people to the way of truth. And, and if you do that, it's going to cost you. If you do that, you're going to run up against opposition, which is why he says immediately before this, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely for my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So you, th- you think about this for a minute. You know, why do people revile Christians and say all manner of evil against them falsely for the sake of Jesus? Mm. Why would that ever happen to a Christian? Well, it's because we're trying to be faithful to Christ. Mm. You know, again, you shouldn't rejoice whenever we are persecuted for doing evil, you know, or or being less than Christ-like. But whenever we stand for Christ and the result is people persecuting us or saying things about us, trying to cancel us. And uh, that comes and it impinges upon us. I mean, it can affect you emotionally and psychologically, mentally, if you let it. Uh, Jesus tells us that when we stand for him and it costs us friendships or costs us, the opinions of others and the reviling of others comes against us our response is to rejoice mm-hmm. now, this is something that came home to me a couple of years ago i, th- I think it, it i was going through it before the uh synodoc <coughs> trailer was released yeah. but once it was released and all of the uh, acrimony it you know, was poured out it was pretty out intense again. it was pretty intense for quite a while um it really came home to me and uh, to donna we had long conversations about it if you're going to be reviled for standing for Christ and His Word, then when the reviling comes, shouldn't you also stand for Christ and His Word? Mm. And what does Christ and His Word say when reviling comes? Rejoice. Be exceeding glad. And that was hard to do. I mean, over the course of most of my life, I have to confess, you know, that wasn't my default mode. But by God's grace, it's increasingly become something that uh, He's enabled me to do. So Don and I would just start Having little parties, you know. I mean, we would uh, cook a steak before steak became $50 a pound. So, you know, now we cut out pictures of steak and we look at it, you know. Uh, but, you know, we'd, we'd get ice cream or we'd invite people over and say, hey, you know, celebrate with us. Why? Because today was a particularly hard day. Mm-hmm. You know, these things were said, these things were done uh, against us. So if you are reviled for Christ's sake, well, for Christ's sake, rejoice yeah. when it happens. And he does give grace. To do that,
1: yeah, and there's there's so many things to be grateful for, and in coming into Thanksgiving, um, you, when you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, dinner table with your family, thinking about all the things that you're thankful for, include ways in which you have been mistreated yeah. or misrepresented or you know lied about or whatever because of the way that you have lived a righteous life for Christ. Um, and give glory to God for all that He's given you. Yeah, because because yeah. everything that comes from His hand to His children is for their good and for His glory. Um, so we have we have so many things to be grateful for, and gratitude is it's one of those things. It's just an antidote for um, it can be an antidote for depression. It can be mm-hmm. an antidote for anxiety and. If you're struggling with those things, I'm not saying that you can just immediately overcome them, but to practice uh, the virtue of being grateful for what you have and just doing it daily, remembering what God has given you.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, I I read Acts 4 or 5, where the apostles were beaten and then sent out. It says they went out rejoicing that they'd been Mm -hmm. counted worthy to suffer for the name. You know, rejoicing that you've been beaten. And, And yet, yes, we identify with Christ, and this is the way they treated our master. And um, we ought to be people who increasingly are filled with praise and thanksgiving for what God has done for us and what God has kept us from. Uh, sometimes people will joke with me. Uh, I had a friend recently. I typically the people say, well, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm not in hell. You know, and one, one friend said, well, that's a pretty low bar. And I said, yeah, but it's a great bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty significant one. And it's true. You, you stop and think about what our sin deserves. I mean, good night. You know, Mm -hmm. we we should be in the lowest parts of hell, and yet we're not. Why? Because of God's grace, because of Christ. Jesus came. Uh, Jesus loved me. Jesus shed his blood for me. He lived a righteous life for me. God raised him from the dead for me. He intercedes for me right now in heaven. He's coming one day for me. Uh, My worst day is a a day that has multiple reasons for me to praise God and thank him.
1: Yeah, we uh, we have a small classical Christian school here, and every morning we do our morning assembly. And every morning assembly, I ask the students, "How are you?" And they all respond, "Better than I deserve."
0: Yeah. And amen. so, if we
1: can teach ourselves that daily, that the like you said, my worst day is far better than I deserve.
0: <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, let me uh, let me read just one or two more of these, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, here's a guy on Twitter, uh, Jake's giving. So this was at Thanksgiving time, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that was earlier this year. Yeah, He says, Founders is poison, and any association with Founders Ministries is a massive red flag. Well, you can gratuitously assert whatever you want to about us all day long. It hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Be careful. We should probably put a viewer warning on this uh, <laughs> podcast. You know, red flags everywhere. And uh, here's another one from a lady, Coffee Y'all is her name, caffeinated and literate. She says, Tom has proven himself to be a scuba on <laughs> over and over and over again. His founder's ministry created the kind of culture and promotes the false doctrine that leads to women being murdered. We've known this. Now you do, too. Um, okay, you know, culture, women being murdered. Well, if we're guilty of that, then, you know, come and report us and mm-hmm. let us go serve the consequences that ought to be served by anyone who would promote women being murdered. Yeah. But this might be my favorite one. So we'll stop with this. This is Tyler Lee Conway. And uh, publicly, he just says it bluntly. Tom Askell is racist. (laughs) Exclamation. (laughs) Yeah, exclamation point. Tom Askell is racist. Is that true? Well, you know. Tyler Lee Conway says it is. Who am I to <laughs> doubt him, right? It's fascinating. I want to ask you, which portion of Tom Ask are you talking about? The Syrian portion, the African-American portion, the Native American Indian portion? Uh, I've got all of that. Obviously, it's, the Irish portion. Uh, yeah, there is a, sl- a sliver of Irish in there, too. So, uh, yeah, some part of I me mean, is racist. Well, here's the deal. Man, you can't cave and you shouldn't shouldn't be undone by what people say about you good night now bear it and if things come against you people revolve you revile you falsely mm-hmm. for the sake of christ then rejoice yeah Be exceeding glad
1: yeah you got you got two options fear man or fear god
0: that's it isn't it and you mm-hmm. can't have them both you can't yeah. do both the more god enables us to fear him the less we will fear people, and the less we will be concerned to try to please people. But we'll seek to try to please God. And that's what we want for ourselves at Founders. That's what we want to promote. It's what we want for all of you. And we want to assist in any way we can in your understanding of the gospel. We believe this gospel. It's glorious. As we enter into this Thanksgiving week, we wish for you and yours uh, a time filled with remembrances of God's faithfulness to you. If you've never come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, we want you to know Him. We want you to come to believe that He He is the only Savior this world has, and no matter where you are, who you are, what you've done, how far you might think you are from God, uh, there's hope for people like you because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but has everlasting life. If you'll call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll save you. God will reconcile you to himself. He'll forgive every one of your sins. He will cleanse your conscience from guilt and he will give you new life. If you want to know more about that, contact us here at Founders or go to uh, Bible Believing Church and talk to people there. They'll be glad to point you to the only hope, the only place where there is salvation, and that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. So thanks for listening to the Sword in the Trial today. Have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving.